All right. Well, it's good to see you guys. Hey, I need your I need a favor from you. I want to I want to say a statement. And I want you to I want you to finish the statement for me. Silence is golden. I heard some people say silence is golden. Now, how many of you have ever heard that statement before? Anybody with me on that? But here's the reality is that we don't all agree, do we? Because a lot of times, let's think about it, silence is something that we don't like. Silence to us is awkward. Silence is weird. And the reason why is because we live in a world full of noise, full of loudness, right? Whether it's people or media or TV, right? Music. Silence is kind of like that moment of, I don't know if you guys still have chalkboards in your schools, but like when your teacher, you know, takes their fingernails across the chalkboard, doesn't that just feel weird to you, right? It just kind of makes you have those heebie-jeebies. And that's kind of like silence. We, silence makes us feel a little awkward. It gets under our skin. And so tonight, we've been in a series, right? We've been in a series called Need for Speed. And whether you've been with us the last couple of weeks or whether you haven't been with us, we've talked about how culture that we live in, right, associates speed of life with success, and the truth is that we discovered this about two weeks ago, that, that, that that's actually not even true. That success is less about the speed of our life, right? And it's more about the health of our soul. And see, we define the soul as being the inner you, being your emotions, being what you think about, being what keeps you up at night, right? The inner you, your character. And what we discovered, too, is that all of us, were born with an unhealthy soul. We were born with an unhealthy soul until Jesus came along. And Jesus changed everything. See, Jesus, his life on earth, his death, his burial, and his resurrection changed everything. And he made it possible, right, for you and for me to have a healthy soul. When we accept Christ, into our life. And so from the get-go, I just want to tell you, if you're here tonight and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, maybe tonight's the night. Maybe that's the reason God brought you here tonight is because you need to make the most important decision of your life and say yes to Jesus Christ. See, it is through Jesus that our soul becomes healthy. But what we said is that fast speed or high speed life can cause our soul to drift. In other words, we can kind of drift off the path that we want to be on, that we know God has for us, because life is so busy. You guys are busy, busy, real busy people, right? And then last week, we talked about this idea of saving our yes for the best. Instead of saying yes to everything that we would actually think about and ask questions like, is this really what God wants me to do? Is the decision I'm about to make, is it going to be healthy for my soul or is it going to be unhealthy for my soul? And so tonight, what I want to do is I want to wrap things up and I want to talk about 
something, but before we get there, in case you're wondering, maybe you're wondering to yourself, do I have or do I live a high-speed lifestyle? And I read these a couple of weeks ago, but I want to read them again. If you have any symptoms of these, you might be in a high-speed life. So I don't need any conversation happening, but maybe you want to participate and raise your hand if this is true of you. Number one, you're always rushing from one thing to the next. Anybody with me on that? Some of you guys, that's a high-speed life. How about this one? You can't sit and think without starting to fall asleep. That means you're really, really tired. How about this one? You never sit in silence. Like, you have to have noise. You have to have TV. You have to have media. You have to be talking to someone or someone talking to you. How about this one? You never disconnect from your phone, from internet, from social media. Like, constantly, you're on that thing. It's a high-speed life. How about you connect your worth? This is a little bit more kind of a heart jab a little bit, but think about this one. You connect your worth. You connect your importance with the things that you do or the things you accomplish. Anybody like that? Yeah, I appreciate you guys being honest. The truth is, I felt that way plenty of times. And some of those are symptoms of a high-speed life. Here's what it means. I bet if all of you were honest with yourself, you would say at least one of those you could say is true about yourself, which is why it's so important to sometimes slow down. And see, all of us have some symptoms, and tonight, what I want to do is I want to look at the example of Jesus. See, Jesus is the ultimate example of what we're going to talk about tonight, and what I want to talk about tonight is solitude, or the idea of being alone. Now, solitude or being alone, right, that does not uh, make us feel too good, does it? I mean, I know for me, when I was in middle school, I hated being alone. We, we even would say this. We would say alone is awkward. How many of you have ever felt awkward when you were alone? I mean, I have felt awkward in moments of being alone. Just this past weekend, uh, some students and, uh, and I, we, we went down to the uh, City of Refuge. It's a place in Atlanta. And uh, what's cool about the City of Refuge, right, is they house about 250 to 300 women and children every single night. These women are women who are trying to come out of being in homeless situations. They, they've been dealt a, a tough deck of cards, if you will, right? And so they're living a homeless lifestyle. And the cool thing is the City of Refuge partners with them and tries to help them get back on their feet. And one of the things that we get to do is we get to literally just eat meals with the ladies. And so the whole idea of the weekend is not doing for them, not trying to serve them, but it's rather just being with them, having conversations with them, learning about their life, learning about their kids, learning about their kids' names and their stories. And, and I'll, I kid you not, on, on Saturday afternoon for lunch, right, I see these four young women, they're sitting at the table and they're having a great conversation. I mean, you could, you know, you can tell when somebody's in good conversation, they're kind of bouncing off one another and all this kind of stuff. Well, I walk up and I just say, hey ladies, how you guys doing? Would you mind if I sit here? And, and so I sat down and you know what happened? They all got up and left the table. I mean, it was one of the most awkward feelings that I've ever had. I, it felt awkward. It probably looked awkward right? I, I felt so awkward, I had to get up and go to another table. And luckily, those two ladies stayed and talked with me, right? 
Now, I don't know if I, if I got there at the end of their meal or I don't know if I made them feel uncomfortable. The, the point I'm making is that alone is not something that we choose. It's not something that we want uh, to happen you know, in our life. And see, the culture around us, what it would say is you got to have your crew. Like you got to have your guys. You got to have your girls. You got to have people to hang out with. And if you don't, then something might be wrong with you. Or sometimes culture even makes us think that if you're introverted, how many of you guys would say you're an introvert, right? You love to kind of be by yourself, be to yourself. All right, how many of you would say you're extroverted? All right, all right, cool. But see, culture around us a lot of times feeds us this lie, doesn't it? 